0: Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak 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 Human. Hello and welcome back to I Speak Human. Guys, it is so good to be here. It's so good to, yeah, I just feel really grateful for this energy and, you know, right now we just, in the past week, we're in Gemini season and I know this episode will come out. We'll have been in Gemini season for a little bit, but yeah, and I'm really enjoying Jupiter and Pisces, and it's just been fun. Um, I've done an astrology party for a 13-year-old, and it was so freaking fun. Um, I created like stickers for her, like astro stickers and note cards and her chart, and I like designed them all Um and printed them out for her and got her her favorite candies. And it was just really fun. And then um, me and her mom and her cousin, um, we all sat around under a tree and I gave them all three a reading over the next two hours. And they just were able to look at their charts and pick my brain. And we talked about specific things in their lives. And it was really beautiful. And it was something really Special that I felt like I got to be a part of. And I didn't talk about this so much, but back in March, I also did an astrology party for a bachelorette party. And it's my best friend's bachelorette party. And so it was kind of me trying it out and seeing what it felt like. But I had never met any of these girls. Maybe I'd met one girl one time, but I hadn't met any of the rest of them. And Samantha was just so sweet and wonderful and allowing me to you know take a huge time it was a whole night of her bachelorette party and read their charts and they and I did I did the same types of things I didn't make note cards and stuff that's like my next generation oh yeah I also made her an astro cootie catcher the 13 year old and if you want one of those uh Email me. They're super cute, guys. And it's a really fun way to learn astrology. If you want one, DM me and I'll just send you the PDF and you can cut it out. Um, I don't care if you're, um, (laughs) you know, 13 or 33 or whatever, they're still super fun. Um, And I have like the symbols in there and what the symbols mean. And yeah, so it's also kind of just like a nice little like reference when you're looking at your chart and you're like, wait, what's that weird symbol? And you can go through and find it. And you're like, Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, so Oh, whoa, <laughs> I totally just segued and got excited about the cootie catcher. But uh, anyway, my best friend's bachelorette party. And yeah, and I read the chart, I think it was like five people total in a group. And it was so fun. And we got to, you know, talk about where her different friends showed up in her chart and, you know, the types of energies that they embodied. And it was so cool. And it was this really beautiful bonding experience. And in both cases, it was women, you know, who were in relationship with each other, supporting each other, seeing each other, celebrating each other. And it was this really bonding experience that, again, I just felt really honored to be a part of. Um And also, I love talking about astrology. So, and I love parties and hanging out and like having girl time. So, to like hang out and, you know, chill and eat and get to talk about astrology, it's freaking awesome. So, and in both cases, you know, people came away with like a love of astrology, like people that didn't think, They would ever be into it. We're like, oh wow, this is really amazing, which is really cool for me. But also, people just getting like more of a sense of understanding themselves and like their path and where they're going in life. And when we're making big, you know, life changes like getting married or even like big birthdays, like our thirteenth birthday, like having that reassurance. And what was really cool about the the birthday party was that these were qualities that she possessed. Like she had such a beautiful chart, and it was so fiery and full of you know, martial energy, but also she had so much Venusian energy. And so she had this really beautiful balance and it was really cool to see it in somebody so young because I was like, wow, this is like untainted and you're still embodying a lot of your authentic essence without even trying. And it was also cool because like her mom was there and then also like her cousin, who I think is, you know, like an aunt, like a second mom, Um, they were so you know, supportive and seeing these things in her and like calling them out. And I can imagine like, you know, I mean, I even know this with my own kids, like the ones I teach, I don't have any of my own children, but my children that I'm, I have all the time, Um, they feel like my kids, guys, they really do. And I love them dearly. Um, but my kids... When I look at their charts, like there's things that drive me nuts about them. And then I look in their chart and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Okay, support them, support them. This is exactly how a little, you know, Aries would be. And (laughs) I'm not talking about one kid in particular. I like made up a kid. So I'm not like talking about one of my kids who's an Aries. So if for some reason one of my students is listening to this right now, even though you shouldn't be because there's an E for explicit. I'm just kidding. If you're listening to this you know, whatevs, but (laughs) I'm not talking about one of you specifically, I'm making that up. So don't freak out that you're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm the Aries she's talking about. But yeah, but when I see things in their charts, I'm like, Oh, wow, I can support that energy rather than squashing it. Um, And I think, you know, that's same true for a parent getting to, you know, see probably some of I mean, because let's be real, guys, some of these qualities that are great in an adult, are kind of rough on kids. Like I remember I had a therapist when I was younger, tell my mom, she will make a wonderful adult. She's not so great at being a kid. And I mean, I have a stellium in Capricorn, a five planet stellium in the sixth house, like that is a, and my son is there, which is my chart ruler. So like, yeah, I'm just not I'm not wasn't good at being a kid I wanted schedules and I wanted routines and I wanted to like run errands and do the adult things and like take care of things which is very sixth housey it's funny as I've aged well Capricorns tend to age backwards so like as I've aged I've become more disinterested in that or better yet less interested in that I don't need to say a double negative um And I'm a little bit just like, okay, fine. So now I'm having to kind of like re-find my love because I actually really do love scheduling and planning out my life and staying really organized. I just feel like I got so far out of alignment with so many factors in my life. And then all of a sudden I realized like I've manifested this life that I've always wanted. I don't have to wake up at all. Like, I mean, well, I mean, I have to teach in the afternoons, but it's like three o'clock. Like I can wake up whenever I get paid really well teaching. I love teaching. It's creative. It's fun. I have a lot of freedom. And I have all this time in the day that I can create and go for walks and make food and, you know, build a business. And then I'm, you know, I'm not gone super late either. So then I still get to come home and have time with my partner and you know, and then I have my weekends free, and it's a consistent schedule. And guys, this is like what Victoria 10 years ago was like, if only my life could be like this, like I've manifested an amazing like setup here. But because I haven't, because I was so far out of alignment with like myself and meaning and like how I was taking care of myself, and I'm still in this process. So this is like very vulnerable sharing. um, Because I felt, you know, and Why did I get out of alignment? You know, life, I've had a lot of change go on in the past, since really 2017, my life has just been just, just a roller coaster, really amazing things, and then really challenging and difficult things, and they're all mixed into one because that's how life is, and you know, in that time, I really lost my rhythm. And I don't know if I really ever had a great rhythm even before then. I mean, I think I was my probably my best rhythms when it was when I was like eight and nine. Um, I was like in the best rhythm as far as like, okay, playtime. And now work time. And now this time. Like, I loved, like, planning my time. I would, like, in the summer times, I would, like, plan out all my time and be, like, time to play with dolls. I would literally put that in a schedule. Be, like, doll playing time. Okay, great. Now we're going to do exercises. And then I would, like, <laughs> they, guys, they were the funniest exercises. It was, like, move your arm back and forth. <laughs> and I was, like, and I drew pictures of what it looked like. Like, I was creating formulas and workbooks for myself at, like, 8, drawing them. Um, which is kind of funny because actually today in my meditation, I had this whole idea download of like creating a workbook to help people like get their lives like on track on schedule. And, and I got this whole download of how it relates to your chart and I'm really excited about it. And I'll share more about that the more that's downloaded. But it's funny because I'm like, holy shit, I was doing that as a kid. Like I was creating these schedules as a kid. For who I don't know, like nobody fucking followed him. And I didn't want any like it wasn't like I was like handing him out being like, "Okay, follow my schedule." I mean, if somebody had wanted to, I'm sure I would have been so stoked. But I wasn't expecting anybody to. Um I also always used to pretend that there was like a camera following me around, which is kind of weird. Because I kind of feel like that's part of what I'm stepping into is like living my life and living my routine and like showing it online, which I know that's like what influencers do, but I don't really consider myself an influencer. I consider myself a teacher. Um, and I don't really know why, but I think astrology for me has always been connected with my daily routine. And I think, and so I've gone through so many methodologies of how to apply the stars to my days like even down to because if you guys don't know there's planetary hours and they shift and change a little bit every day so like right now ooh, let's look this up let's look this up together uh uh let's look it up together oh ooh, ooh, yeah and i just wrote that probably stole a few licks from somebody but i don't have to pay royalties on that <laughs> I know you're really impressed that I just wrote that that little ditty. Okay. I'm 114 years old. That little ditty. The kids call it a bop, I found out. That's a bop. Apparently, not just the kids, but like most of society says, that's a bop. Or, oh, yeah, listen to this bop. I, was, I have been very well corrected by several people in my life. Most of them are my students that know a bop is the correct term, Miss Victoria, not a diddy or a doohickey or that. Oh, jam. That's the. I was like, bump that jam. And they were like, no, mm-mm, no, 1990 called and they want Space Jam back. No, I'm not going to look up the planetary hour right now, but let's just pretend that it's Venus. It's Venus hour. You don't know when we're listening to this. I'm sure Venus, Venus hours happen multiple times a day. Anyway, so. Venus hours, you do Venus things, just like on a Venus day, like Fridays, you do Venus things. Um, So I've tried to like organize schedules like that. And I've tried to do all these different things with astrology and organization. Also, like by days, like, okay, I'm going to do all my like Mercury tasks on Wednesday, which I think there's value in that. But I, yeah, it just like wasn't quite landing and... It was a lot of work, and I didn't really feel – because, yeah, the energy is so fluid. It's kind of hard to be like, okay, I'm going to do (laughs) – I mean, let's be real. If you're going to schedule a really important meeting, like, oh, let's – you're going to get pictures taken of yourself. Uh, Sundays are really – Sundays, Fridays are really good days to take pictures of yourself. Wednesdays can also be really good days, depending on what kind of style you're wanting. If you're wanting like sexy pictures, Tuesday can be a good day or like athletic pictures. Or if you're a photographer and you're going to need a book like, yeah, and you're like an athletic, whatever, something active, do it on a Tuesday. And if you, I can go, if you're interested and you're a photographer or you're interested for other reasons, um, DM me and I will give you a list of through the week. But anyway, so, yeah, it's useful, but I was trying to, like, plan my life like that, and it got really stressful. didn't really work, um, and I kind of gave up on it. But, I mean, I'm very aware of the days. So, if you're not familiar, each day of the week is ruled by a different planet. So, Monday is moon day. Tuesday is ruled by Mars, which, if you know, um, like, Spanish or Italian, Martes is, is uh, yeah, yeah the word for tuesday and also lunes is the word for and i'm probably butchering their pronunciation lunes is the word for monday which lunar the moon you see you see you see so it's not just like somebody decided oh we're gonna make monday moon day like there there's a very rich history behind monday being ruled by the moon and same with you know And and our language is such like just a conglomeration of different languages. So then we have some days that like it works really well. Like Sunday. Sunday is ruled by guess what planet? The sun. Saturday is ruled by guess what planet? Saturn. Saturn day. Saturday. There you go. Friday ruled by Venus. Jupiter rules Thursday. And finally, Mercury rules Wednesday, which... I don't know about you, but Wednesday just feels like it should be ruled by Mercury. It's like in the middle of the week. I just think of Mercury and I always just think in the middle. Um, maybe that's why it's called Mercury. It's Mercury's Day. I don't know. Actually don't know the history of the naming and selecting of the days. I just know what they are. So maybe I'll do a deep dive and get back to you because that would be very interesting. Anyway... Let's get on with today's podcast, shall we? Because we have got a lot of to cover. We are entering the month of June. Today is June 1st. I hope you had a wonderful memorial day, by the way. So let's get into what is going on. So, checking out, get pulling my notes up. Okay. So, uh, we're going to kick off the whole month. Today, Mars is trining Neptune. So, Mars is in Cancer currently, and Neptune is in Pisces. It's been in Pisces for a while. It's going to stay in Pisces for a while. Just kind of assume, at least for the foreseeable future, if I say Neptune, (laughs) if I say Neptune, you say Pisces, Neptune, Pisces, Neptune, Pisces. Okay, we digress. So, Neptune is trining Mars. So Mars is a planet of action. It's our ego. Um, it can also be like anger, but, um, And then Neptune is dreams, fantasies, illusion, mystical, spiritual, the in-between, but it's also the place in which manifestations begin. That's how I like to think of Neptune. Because think about it, manifestations, the things that we want in our lives, begin from a dream state. They begin from desiring something, fantasizing about something something that's not there. So Mars forming a trine to Neptune is going to bring in an energy of bringing action to our our dreams. Now, I know this is going to be a positive energy because it is a trine. And a trine is, of course, if you put the three, three trines together, you're going to get a triangle. And that's a flowing, easy, is considered in astrology, a flowing, easy energy. The reason that is, is because it's between two signs of the same element. So Neptune is currently in Pisces, which is a water sign. Mars is in, currently in cancer which is also a water sign so there's a flowing energy between the two water signs even though they have different modalities pisces is mutable so it it behaves differently than cancer but it's it's out of this it's made out of the same element cancer is a cardinal sign it initiates so cancer is the mother whereas pisces would be the mystic so it's a you know i like to look at it. it's even like a an evolution of the of the emotion of the intuition creation to mysticism so mars trining neptune it's bring so those energies are very flowing right so mars is in cancer it's in that initiating energy now mars isn't like stoked to be in cancer i'm going to be honest it's kind of like an emo kid listening to like some super sad good charlotte song or it's it's just It's a lot of feels. (laughs) So Mars has been in there for a while and there's been a lot of feels. So if you've noticed that you've been like crying when you're angry or having like emotional outbursts or maybe even being a little passive aggressive and like stuffing your emotions and then like going and crying about it later, eating your feelings is a very common Mars and cancer sentiment when you're angry or upset to eat your feelings. Um, So it's not stoked to be in cancer. However, when it's in a flowing trine with Neptune, it's going to be able to give a little bit of action to our dreams. Now, again, remember, like I said, like there's, you've been under some illusion with this Mars. So just, just be aware that you may have a misconception with what you can accomplish. And like, like, you're gonna dream pretty lofty dreams and probably have an unrealistic expectation of how long it's going to take you to achieve those dreams. I'm kind of even noticing that now within myself, like, I'm, I'm dreaming a lot more, I feel like I'm opening up a lot more intuitively, especially since Jupiter, you know, hit Pisces. However, I have this pretty insane notion of how quick I'm going to get somewhere. And so I'm having to remind myself and pull myself back down like baby steps, start small, like just do the thing every day. Don't decide what the thing is going to lead to. Just do the thing every day. Because what I did get caught up is in, oh my gosh, the end result and like fantasizing about it and thinking about it. So like even something as simple as like, I've been going on walks. I'm like, what's it going to be like when I've walked 30 days in a row for three miles a day? And it's like, fantasizing about what that's going to be like. And it's like, no, actually just focus on setting yourself up to go on your walk tomorrow. Don't think about your walk 30 days from now. Just think about your walk tomorrow and also plan. So what, and that's what I've been doing. And then lately I've been like, okay, now let's think about our walks for this week. Let's plan out our walks for this week, because I do think that there's like benefit in planning ahead, but Like, I wasn't doing the daily things. I was just getting off, like, basically just getting off on the planning and thinking about everything I was going to do, but not actually making the steps to do it. And so, yeah, I've been taking more steps and making more action. So, but, yes, but I've had a little bit of a lofty, like, idea of what I could accomplish. So just just be in mind of that. Okay, moving right along here. We got to keep moving. I'm, like, real chatty today. Got a lot of planets. This I'm recording this on the eclipse, the yeah, the Sag Gemini full moon eclipse. So I've been working with a lot of energy. It's 11 a.m. and I have gotten so much shit accomplished. I've walked three miles. I've had breakfast. I've edited a podcast. I've um, oh outlined and. Came up with all the content for this, po- this podcast. I oh, I did my meditation work. I journaled. I made my bed. Like I don't even know how the hell I've done this much this morning, and I still have a ton of energy and I feel great. And yeah, so anyway, but I'm very chatty. So on so that's June 1st. Let's so kick it off the month on June 2nd. Venus enters the sign of Cancer yay. <laughs> Venus has been in Gemini and it's been like chatting and talking to everybody and like, okay, going into this, going and doing that. So if you've been like, realize if you've been like, hanging out with a whole lot of people and you've been feeling drained by it because Venus has just been going, 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 going. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's normal. So as Venus is going into cancer, you know, start settling, that energy is going to start set settling down and you're going to get to feel things and it's going to be nice things. It's going to be like going over to your girlfriend's house and having a glass of wine and watching a movie and crying and eating ice cream. And I just thought of two ladies that I would love to do that with. So am going to reach out to them. Because that sounds like so much fun, Um, and but it's and it's taking care of ourselves, but not just taking care of those who need us. So ca- Venus and Cancer is going to remind us, like, hey, you need to take care of you. You know, sit back, relax, y- get comfy. Like that's Cancer. Get get comfy. That's why I'm saying, like, oh, you're at your girlfriend's house. Like you're gonna want to curl up on like couch. And yeah, with like your with your lovey, and you're going to just feel beautiful. So that's I'm looking forward to this transit. And I think it's going to bring in a lot of creativity. And Venus and Gemini has been running around and trying to get all the things done. And then Venus and Cancer gets to kind of just go, ha, ah, I'm gonna sit here and have my wine and watch my shows. And it's just gonna be nice. And also getting to feel feelings again, create again get into those emotions again. And I think that Venus is going to come in and dry the tears of Mars because Mars has been really going through it. And that's the feminine energy coming in and comforting the masculine energy and being that safe place. So even like with this, you know, this is an internal thing. So sure, you might have experienced that moment, you know, with you and your partner. And by the way, you and your partner don't have to be male and female for this to apply. Like this is when I'm talking masculine and feminine, I know I repeat this all the time, but I just want to make it really clear. When I'm talking masculine and feminine, I'm talking about energy. I'm not talking about gender. So this, uh, you know, whichever, and it's not even like, this one's the masculine and this one's the feminine because those dynamics exist within all of us. And so it's just that balance of energy playing out. Um, And it plays out in relationship and it also plays out with us internally. So, okay. Soapbox is being put away now. Um, But yeah, Venus is coming in and saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay that it's been rough and it's okay that you've been sitting in, you know, Mars and Cancer has been eating its feelings and there's rappers everywhere. And we've been binging on cake and mac and cheese for the past month, especially since Jupiter went into Pisces. And Venus is coming in and it's like, hey, Mars, it's okay. I got you. And I love you. And I'm here for you. And we're going to clean this place up. And then we're going to turn on a little music and we're going to dance. And it's going to feel... Like a, yeah, like a sweet, a sweet healing, I think. Um, then on June 3rd, Saturn is going to, which is currently in retrograde and will be then as well, trines the sun. Oh, let me pause for a second. When planets are in retrograde outside of our personal planets, so like, so the moon and sun don't retrograde, but Mercury, Mars, and Venus all well, retro those are considered our personal planets when those retrograde, those are going to feel we're going to feel those more personally. When the ex the outer planets, so Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, when those planets retrograde, you don't feel those as much personally. So we might notice like it, or it's a bit more of like you don't see it as quickly. Like a Mercury retrograde, like we immediately get stopped in our tracks. You know, mercurial things are stopped. They're being halted. You're having to kind of reevaluate, relook at things. Like everything's not what it seems. That's Mercury retrograde. A Saturn retrograde, it's more of like Saturn's a two and a half year cycle. It's like this kind of slow going back over. So Saturn's like doing inventory for the past or like, you know, going through and cleaning cleaning out your house or getting rid of stuff or getting the things done that you should have gotten done already that's Saturn retrograde it's a lot less and that's more but that's also stuff like you might not notice that that's even happening you might just start saying like oh that whole time Saturn you know was moving back or the appearance of moving backwards um there was things being restructured and relooked at and So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. So Saturn is trining the sun and this is on the third. This is let's get down to business. Check some shit off your to-do list. Get stuff done. So this is really nice. Guys, the month starts out pretty great. So I hope you're feeling that. I know this eclipse, we're in the middle of an eclipse right now, uh, an eclipse cycle, and I know it's really intense, but I I really think that June's got us. There, June's June has a few bumpy spots, and we're going to talk about those. But I think that June, the way it starts out, it's really blissful, and we're and it's also I think we're going to get to accomplish. So we're starting off with, you know, dreaming the, you know, the on the first. So today, as this episode comes out, if you're listening to it on the day, it comes out, you're dreaming, you're thinking about what you're accomplished, Venus and cancer, you're starting to take care of yourself better. Saturn, it's like, okay, let's get things done. Let's make the appointments. Let's go, you know, let's clear the clutter so that we can shine. And so these are all really flowing energies. And then also on the third, (laughs) You know, astrology, nothing happens in a vacuum. So we have these really lovely sh- transits. And then we also have transits that are a bit more challenging. And I don't like to say bad. I like to say challenging. They are growth opportunities. <laughs> that's. I should find like a little zinger, like make a little zinger that's like growth opportunities. And there's like clapping or something. I don't know. I could make it fun. So when the, the growth opportunity yeah. aspects are happening – you know, we we can celebrate them and get excited for them rather than dreading them. So anyway, can you tell I'm a teacher? So on the third, Neptune is squaring good old Mercury that is in retrograde. So Neptune, again, is in what? Pisces, because when I say Neptune, you say Pisces. Neptune, Neptune, I'm going to trust you said it. That's all I'm saying. I would say it. Anyway, Neptune squaring Mercury that's in retrograde. Mercury is in Gemini. This is a little messy, guys. Not going to lie. Saturn is going to try to get you to like focus your energy. It's going to be like, okay, look, because this is happening on the same day. Saturn's going to be like, okay, let's make a list of all the shit that we need to do that we keep putting off and we're going to get it all done today. If you guys have seen the episode of Gilmore Girls when Rory and Dean break up, the next day she wakes up with a list and has reorganized her entire living room. Okay, so that's what Saturn trining the sun is going to try to make happen. And then <laughs> Neptune squaring Mercury, it's, it gets a little messy, it gets a little fuzzy. Um, just some confusion. Just kind of be on the lookout for that. That, like, if you send a message, like, you may read a message wrong or understand something that somebody is saying wrong and then start an argument or feel really offended when it wasn't meant like that or just things like that or like something like you thought you paid rent and you didn't. <laughs> so, and that actually is a, right around the time most people's rent is due. So, you know, double check to make sure your rent went through double check to make sure, you know, check your bank account. I just think with these kind of transits, you know, just, just in stuff. Also watch out for getting distracted because Saturn's going to have this great list for you. And then you're going to get distracted with like every single thing you see. So probably just don't get on social media that day or avoid it. That's on the third. That is a, if I made another zinger, it would go, no social media. So that's one of those days. Avoid social media. Also on the third, we have Venus trining Jupiter. So, guys, even though the third has potential to be a little distracting, I also think that we have enough positive transits that it's going to still feel pretty good. Venus trining Jupiter, oof, that's finding some good nourishment and Bring patience to whatever you're doing. So I think that you know, with with what I just said, with things being a little messy, we're gonna have this added kind of like patience and understanding from Venus and Jupiter trying again the flowing, lovely spa-like energy. So if a square is a growth opportunity, a trine is a spa. It's a day at this. It's just like flowing and easy, like. Who doesn't love the spa? Who doesn't love getting pampered? That's a trine. It's a flowing energy. And Venus trine Jupiter is definitely going to the spa energy. So if you are going to book like a pamper day, book it on June or I think I'm saying July 3rd. I don't know. It's June 3rd, June 3rd, Um, which, yeah, go ahead and book it on that day because you'll probably really enjoy it. Okay, so on June 5th, we have Mars opposing Pluto. So this may be a transit that there's a lot of kind of gloom and doom about and fear around. But you know me, my optimistic side, I'm trying to pull out the positive in every transit. So here's what I'm going to say about this. Mars is ego, and Pluto is death and rebirth. So I'm going to just stop there. And just let you guys kind of think about that. So if you're imagining, an oh, and it's an opposition. So, okay, let's go over. Our square is our growth opportunity. It's kind of a a harder situation where we can learn from that tension. A trine is a flowing energy. It's easy. And then an opposition can be like a tug of war. Because it's planets opposing each other. So sometimes those planets can be working together and it can kind of function like almost like a synchronized dance. But if, you know, the planets are wanting to do different things or there's not a, depending on where the planets are, what the planets are to, that might be a little bit more difficult. And Mars is not really the planet of like wanting to get along. And then Pluto is like, A fucking bomb. So Pluto doesn't really give a shit. if Pluto's not a personal planet. Pluto does not give a shit that Mars doesn't want to cooperate. Pluto's just like, no, we're doing this. And Mars... So there's a little bit of an ego struggle, you know, there. So you know, Pluto really wants to dig in and get to the bottom of healing. That's what Pluto always wants to do. And then Mars just wants to go. It just wants to do. It's in cancer. It's tired of being in cancer. It's not been able to do a whole lot in cancer. And Pluto is, yeah, it's, it's setting in for deep, deep transformation. So here's what I think about this. This transit And also, oh, I will say this, Mars is cutting, and it's breaking away from and Pluto is transformation. So yes, those two things, if in a lower vibration, Mars being an ego and destruction, so we might see that we might see on a global scale, ego battles, and there being almost like a blowing, maybe somebody that is in a powerful position, like, all of a sudden, there's you know, some destruction in their life or something comes out or like a metaphoric bomb goes off where, and it's, and it's something to do with like the masculine or ego. So like there's potential for that. But within ourselves, there's also the potential of like us, our ego pushing so hard to stay the way things are. And Pluto wanting that transformation and a lot and Pluto requires us to go really, really, really deep. And it requires us to go really big and it requires us to go really small. Pluto wants that full death and transformation. So, what I'm going to say about this energy. This is a phenomenal time to do brain reprogramming, to break ties, to do ancestral work, to do any any type of healing that's like a deep psychological, mental, even physical, you know, healing. This is a really really powerful time for that. Otherwise, there's a lot of potential for self-destruction and having a or or just and when I say self-destruction, I don't mean like, you know, I mean, self-destruction of like self-destructive behavior, like spending too much money on clothes and racking up a bill on a credit that you don't have to pay back or, you know, drinking too much and making yourself sick the next day um, or, you know, whatever, like. Just self-destructive behavior. So there's potential for that because Pluto is pulling so hard for us to do emotional transformative work around that time. And if the ego is like, oh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. What it does is it implodes on itself so that like Pluto's going to win. Like it's so it, that self-destruct, like it's still going to have a destructive quality. But do you want that destructive quality to be a positive one or a negative one? Do you want it to be constructive or destructive? Because that bomb is going to go off regardless. And that doesn't have to be terrible. So, I mean, this is probably what this is going to feel like for most of us. It's going to feel like a if you do nothing, if you're like, no, nope, I'm just going to power through. I'm not going to change my plans. I'm not going to make space for myself. I'm not going to d- really sink into deep healing. It's probably going to look like you, you know, checking out like, on social media a lot, or it's going to look like you having being super emotional, um, really up and down, it might look like emotional outburst uh, at people around you. Um, Yeah, it's probably not going to feel super great, or just like a struggle all day long of like, not self destructive thoughts, just really beating yourself up. So that's all I'm so that's what I'm going to say about this. It's the 5th of June. We just came out of this really flowing, lovely energy to kick off the month. Set yourself up for our on and around this date. So I'd say 3rd, 4th, 5th. Set yourself up to do some, and maybe even a few days after, to do some really, really deep healing work. Use this energy. Don't try to avoid it. It's here for us. And if you try to avoid it, A, it's going to suck in the meantime, but you're also going to miss the gift that this transit is here to bring. So that that takes us through the major transits for the first week of June. I'm gonna take a little break, hop off here, um, get some water, stretch it out a little bit, and I'm gonna come back, and we're going to kick off with the solar eclipse in Gemini. Break that was an enjoyable break. Let's kick this back off. June 10th starts with a solar eclipse in Gemini. This eclipse is at 19 degrees of Gemini. If you have planets, they are personal planets, so you're really anything, but especially your Sun, Moon, if your ascendant is around 19 degrees of Gemini, your Venus, Mars, or Mercury that is going, you're going to really feel this. (laughs) You're probably really felt the eclipse that happened today on May 26th. And you'll also really feel this one. We're all going to really feel it. Eclipses, guys, are great beginnings and great endings. And they open up a portal of time, just like every full and new moon. But these are like supercharged. So this is like a supercharged portal. So a lot of times it'll be like things that like Maybe needed a little push to get off the ground. So, for instance, my friend just messaged me and said, Oh, I wonder if it's funny. We're probably getting a puppy today. That, yeah, that's, that's eclipse energy. It's like a bit. And they've been, and she's been wanting a dog for so long and talking about it and dreaming about it. And she just got married and, you know, they're, making the decision to get a dog. And this is a really, really big deal for her. And this is something that she's been putting a lot of energy behind for a long time. And it's finally happening. So yeah, so it can be something like that. It can also be like getting an offer for a new job. And that starts a new phase of your life. It can also be endings. It can be leaving jobs. It can be leaving relationships. It can be things like that. But I, it's not it's not something to be like afraid of. Everybody's, you know, oh, it comes out of nowhere. I only think that energy like that really, really shakes you up when you're not in somewhat, I I mean, nothing that's ever happened around an eclipse. Now, sometimes accidents and stuff can happen around eclipses for sure. But as far as Something entering or leaving my life. The only times that that's happened around an eclipse where it really took me off guard was when I was super out of alignment with myself. And even then, it was like things I knew, you know, I knew it was time to change jobs. I knew it was time to move. I And like I'd been thinking about it. So it was, it's things like that. So I just want to kind of like de-escalate the fear. But it, what this is why eclipses are amazing. They are super turbo charge full of new moons. So now you don't want to set like intentions around these times. You don't want to use eclipse energy to manifest or charge your crystals. And this isn't coming out of a fear place. This is coming out of an awareness of the power of the energy. This energy is so strong. And if you can imagine crystals are like flash drives. And if you download that energy in your crystals, you are going to be walking around with eclipse level energy in your crystals that's a lot of energy to have on your person or have in your home. And it might, it's going to be too much just flat out. This isn't like a fear thing. It's about overcharging things or having too much. There is such thing as too much energy. So that's, you know, I think a lot of people think that, oh gosh, don't manifest, don't, it's like a bad thing, don't do it, it's cursed. It's not like that, it's just the energy is so intense, it's just not really something you want to play with all that much. Now, as far as like, I really love eclipse energy to set really general things that I like, mindsets that I want to change or belief systems, things that are really, like, I want, I need a big dose of this energy to, like, take it out, you know? It's not just, or, you know, yeah, like, it's, it's, but you don't want to use this to, like, manifest so much, so you don't want to, like, set in intentions, but the universe did ask me today to, like, expand and start dreaming, and, I felt like that was, you know, a little different because normally I don't do as much. But it, it, I didn't, like, do a ritual around it. So it's not that, like, you're, you can't think about anything you want. Or, but that's still a form of manifestation. But I would say, like, formal ritualistic manifestation. We're manifesting all day, every day. You can't turn that off just because... It's an eclipse, but I'm talking like a formal ritualistic manifestation. Yeah, it's just because the energy is supercharged. And like as I'm talking to you guys, I can like feel energy like buzzing all over my body. It's just really intense right now. Um, But for me, I've seen this energy really well, for me, it's in my house. And so also, it's really important to pay attention to where these are in your charts. So for me, this past eclipse happened. The Sagittarius, which is more about like releasing things, um, happened in my house of creativity, of children, of romance, of creativity, of play. And I'm purging a lot of that right now. And also I've lost a lot of students because it's summer and like a lot, like all at one time. And I have new ones coming in and it's going to be fine. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of great losses that I'm feeling right now. Um and they're not, like, earth-shattering, but they're still endings. It's an ending. It's an ending to that relationship with that student. Um, and even, like, my creativity, like, going back, and I've really been pulled to start dancing again and start painting again and start doing music again. And that's all in my fifth house. And I, I can feel, you know, old mindsets and old crap around that that's built up releasing through this eclipse. Um so, yeah. So, it's really interesting to see where it shows up in your chart. And then, it, uh, the you know, the north node is in, for me, is in Gemini, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, it's in the, well, it is in Gemini with this eclipse, but it's in my 11th house of friendships. And I'll tell you, I really do feel like a lot more seen all of a sudden, like, I have just noticed that I've gotten more traction on my Instagram, but also in my friendships. Like I feel like all of my friends are and part of that's like Venus being in Gemini and it's just being a more chatty time. But a lot of these relationships that I feel like are being formed or like feel like substantial ones and almost like a moving forward in relationship um, with like society as a whole or yeah, like people on Instagram. I think the 11th house is a great, A great example of like Instagram and social media because it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the people that you see every day, it's not necessarily like your intimate one on one relationships, it's but it's your community it's and so that can be a virtual community or a physical community or both. So that's on the 10th. Um, on the 11th, Mars is going to move into Leo. And Mars is super stoked about that. Mars has been, like we remember saying before the break, has been an emo cancer. And so Mars has not been getting to do what Mars likes to do, which is get shit done, make moves, make things happen. And Cancer's like, feel all of your feelings them And listen to an emo song and cry about them and eat your feelings <laughs> and Mars and cancer. And it can be a really healing time, but it can also be a time when it's just it's just it's been a little rough. So Mars going into Leo. It's going to be like, hell yes, buy the things, look good, go out. Like if you can imagine like very flashy, um, you might see some aggressive narcissism around this time, but Mars will definitely be feeling better. So you're going to be noticing like wanting to be seen more um, and also being willing to put yourself out there creatively and relationally and just feeling maybe a little bit more confident. Um, now, this depends on your chart. This isn't necessarily true because it is a shift. It's Mars, and Mars is a malefic. So it's depending on, you know, my, I have my ascendant in Leo. Um, and for me, I have a night chart, meaning I was born at night. So Mars in a night chart's a little nicer. So I'll probably get, like, a dose of energy and, like, want to be seen. And I bet do, like, some photo shoots around that time. I could see that happening or just <laughs> really probably read. I can imagine myself, like, doing something different with um, my physical health and like start actually I have been planning to join a gym so I could see that happening around that time Um, and again I have Mars in my first house whereas if somebody is a Leo rising with that has a day chart you might notice like you feel a little bit more burnt out or maybe you know you are experiencing that energy, but you're not able to quite execute it. Um, And maybe not. It can also be like a good little boost to the ego in like a positive way. Um, On the 12th, Uranus is sextiling Venus. So sextiles are an opportunity. It's not going to happen for you. You have to make it happen. So sextiles, I think are kind of like, I don't always talk about them. They happen a lot. Um, It's when two planets of opposing elements, but they're not directly across from each other. So, like, when Cancer is opposing Capricorn, that's an opposition. But then Cancer and another Earth sign, like uh, Virgo or Taurus, that's going to be a sextile. So, anyway, little lesson for the day. Uranus is sextiling Venus. I just think it's kind of a nice surprise. Uranus is surprises. And so there's like opportunity for a nice surprise. There's also new ways of figuring out how to nurture ourselves and others. So it might you might be a little bit more willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone, like have a conversation with somebody you normally wouldn't or, you know, try something new, maybe try something new with your look. Um, Moon's conjuncting Venus later that day. So there's definitely like a harmony to this. So and it's in Cancer. So Yeah, it's just an opportunity. I would say maybe changing the way you're taking care of yourself could be an option, Um, a good way to use this energy. On the 13th, Saturn is going to form a square to Uranus. Okay, this is kind of the climax of, I would say, maybe not the whole year, but definitely like this chunk of time for sure. Saturn has been squaring Uranus off and on. Now Saturn's in retrograde, meaning this this square has happened a lot. And Saturn squaring Uranus, it's a change to the way things are done. But these are outer planets, so again, I'm not saying that this couldn't happen on a personal level. It could. You might notice like a change in, you know, you can be productive in a different way, or maybe a change to the way that you approach things, but. Overall, Saturn and Uranus being outer planets, it's more going to be our structures that are over us. Um, So structures, government structures being questioned, um, societal structures being questioned, educational structures being questioned. Um, So, you know, Saturn-Uranus energy, this this is the protest energy. This is social reform. This is time's up. We're not doing this shit anymore. So, you know. Remember coming up on the anniversary of um, the death of George Floyd and the riots and the, you know, the cries and the, you know, the cries, we had all this going on, but nothing's really been done about it. That cycle's not over, guys. Like, we're still in these cycles and we have these hits like on, you know, June 13th where... Shit can get done, like movement can happen and it's gonna be happening really fast and we're gonna feel like there's a whole lot of work to do and we there's still a whole lot of work to do, but things are moving so fast. So I'm just gonna say, buckle up and get ready for change. Things are going to be moving forward on a societal level. So, and I think, again, this is squares, this is a growth opportunity. So this isn't necessarily gonna be, fun for everyone involved, but if you're, so, and when I say for everyone involved, people that are resistant to progress and moving forward. And I really, I want to stress, this is really more on a societal level. So of course this can be happening like personally as well, but I I really think, look for this transit to be showing up in the news. Look for this transit to be showing up in headlines and, and on social media. Just notice what's happening to the you know, zeitgeist, the, the universal mind, just start note, because that's, that's what those outer planets affect more so than, you know, I mean, it could be that it manifests if it hits your chart in a certain way. And that all of a sudden, there's like a change in the way that your company is doing things and paying you. Okay, so that could take or there's like an upset, like, you know, we did have this one way that we were conducting business, but we're completely changing it now because we've had to something's happened. And, you know, we you know, so this half Saturn squaring Uranus like this happened last year with the pandemic. It's like, hey, we have to completely change the way that we function as a society to make it all digital. That is such an example of Saturn squaring Uranus. So look, let's look for themes like that. I'm curious to see what happens around that time. But it's going to be a lot of energy because even though it's not going to be happening to us personally, per se, it we will be feeling that. So you might be like feeling fear around that. Um, Saturn is a planet of fear and Uranus can be anxiety producing. So just, you know, ground, take care of yourself. I would say the theme for June is get your self-care routine in check. Like really, actually, um, I potentially, I may plug this at some point, but I know a friend of mine is forming a group around, um and she's a therapist doing self-care and I I will get more information about that and plug that on here. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, please DM me um, and I will get you connected to her. I think I'm really excited. I'm going to definitely do it. Um, she's going to be helping you not only like I'm not going to – it's just if you struggle with your daily routine and like self-care and time management, I think it'll be a really good option for you. Uh, DM me if you want more information. I'm going to either have her on here or get her to send me a little blurb. I don't want to misrepresent what she's doing. But if you're interested, let me know. Um, Anyway, so with that, and then on the 20th, so going along with that theme, actually, the sun is going into cancer. When the sun moving into cancer, it's going to be a realization that our vitality comes from taking care of the body. We have been, you know, we've had a lot of energy going on throughout this year that's caused us in the past couple years, it's really caused us to get out of our bodies. And I think that we're being called back into our bodies now and the sun going into cancer. It's how are you going to replenish yourself? Like you, you know, giving out. Mars is in Leo; it's probably wanting to get a lot done. We've been in Gemini season, which is go, 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 connect all the people. But okay, do we just want to go back to the way things were? Like hustle, bustle, go, go, go. No, we really need to tune back. That's how we got. That's how we get here. This is how we get to places like this. Is when, as a group, we are running and going and depleting. You know, the earth's resources depleting our own resource. And that starts with our bodies. So if we are not taking care of our bodies, then we're not going to be able to take care of the earth and vice versa. If we're not taking care of the earth, we're not going to be able to take care of our bodies. So this isn't either or this is yes. And so I think that's what, you know, that's what this month is in, in the midst of this huge climax of energy. A week later, the sun is going to cancer and going, Hey, how are you going to take care of yourself? Yeah, there's a lot of change and there's a lot going on. and There's a lot of energy, but how are you going to take care of yourself? Um, also on that day, Jupiter is stationing retrograde. It made it all the way to Pisces and it is going to move its way back through Aquarius and it will station um, direct in October and it will make its way back through Aquarius to Pisces where it will hang out. It will go through very, very quickly and be in Aries by May, but we'll get there. But yeah, and again, Jupiter's an outer planet. So uh, Jupiter stationing retrograde, it's not nece- you're probably not going to feel it all that much. <laughs> um, it's more going to be like what we've, I think it's going to be more about like, what have we learned about our own power? We will feel it when it changes signs. So when it changes between Pisces and Aquarius, we'll feel that. But it's still going to hang out in Pisces for a while, even if it's retrograding. But you know, it's asking since Jupiter's gone into Pisces, um, what have you learned? What have you learned about your own power? Um, so those are the themes we'll be like revisiting around those time. Um, the 21st, Neptune is trining Venus. This is a really lovely energy. I would say uh, June 21st, though it's a Monday, be a great date night. Um There's a lot of overindulgent vibes going on. So just be aware of that. This is a really healing energy. Again, it's that flowing energy. And then the next day, Mercury stations direct. So there's a lot of forward movement going on now. So we've kind of, we've hit this climax. There's forward movement going on, but then we also have Jupiter going into retrograde. So Mercury is now going forward in movement, you know, communicating, connecting, talking doing all these things. And then Jupiter saying, yeah, but what did you learn? So this is, I really think the theme of June is what have you learned over the past year? What have you learned about the world? What have you learned about yourself? Um, How can you take better care of yourself? What have you, and even things like, what have you learned that isn't serving you? What are habits you've picked up over this year that are no longer serving you? I think that, you know, it's a great time to look at that as well. Um, on the 23rd, Jupiter is trining the sun in Cancer. I And again, the 23rd, it's going to be about what magic did you find in May? What brought me to my truest self? So looking for... Looking for the places where we're creating magic in our lives. We're and that Jupiter and Pisces, it's causing us to do that. Like, I know I'm feeling that more. like, oh, I can create my reality. And actually my beliefs and what I think about and how I do, you know, go throughout my day has a huge effect on the life that I'm creating for myself and the energy that I'm projecting out and the relationships that I'm forming. And, yeah, so, I think that we're making a lot of magic right now. On the 24th, there's a full moon in Capricorn. So I think this is going to be a pretty typical full moon. Um, Again, it's – but it's another – it's the same theme about, like, what is wearing down your body? So when I say, like, what have you learned over the past – you know, what have we been learning over the past since Jupiter's been in Pisces? Um, And what have – you know – and what have we learned about how to take care of our bodies and how our bodies respond to stress? I think that's really a lot of the questions that we're going to be asking, not just like what we learned, but more like how have we learned about our own physical bodies? And I think that the full moon and Capricorn, Capricorn's an Earth sign. It's like, hey, what has been wearing down your body? Where have you been, you know, asking way too much of yourself and not giving yourself enough? Saturn is rules Capricorn and it's you know the planet of limit of restriction and sometimes that's good sometimes we need that Saturnian energy to come in and like cut things off and get rid of things and like last night I cleaned out my our refrigerator and that's a very Saturn thing to do clean everything out move every you know get rid of what you don't need um but what of that? What are where are you doing that too much? Where are you not giving your cause Saturn also can rule like poverty and lack. And so where are you not giving enough of yourself? Where are you asking too much of your body? Nep uh Neptune goes retrograde the 25th. Again, this is an outer planet. Neptune moves so slow. You're not gonna notice this really. You may notice and Retrospect later, um, that we're the veil's coming off around that time, and is going to slowly start being peeled back. But this again is going to be like a global level, so we're probably slowly going to start th- seeing things kind of coming out about some things. So, you know, and this also can be a time where there's a lot of people coming up with conspiracy theories. So but maybe some veils being taken off and understanding things like even on a political societal level on the 27th Venus goes into Leo. This is the fire goddess energy. This is Royal lion energy desiring to be worshiped. So just, as you have embodied the month of June, as you've asked yourself, what do I need? How can I take care of myself? How can I get more into my body? How can I, you know, get shit done? What am I letting go of? What have like, we have so many fun themes going on in the month of June. And yeah, there's some tense energy, but it's all there for our evolvement. And then on the 27th, Venus goes into Leo, and we get to just celebrate our roar. And we get to flaunt it. And Venus is gonna be in there again with Mars. So there's this is a fiery energy. So though we've you know really been taking hopefully have been using this energy to really heal ourselves and nurture ourselves, then now we get to really show off what that like what that energy looks like for us. So I'm again I'm a Leo Rising, so I can imagine around that time I'll probably completely get a new hairdo or something. Or I know like my look, I can tell I'm in a process of like evolving and changing the way I look and changing the way I present myself. So yeah, I'm really excited about all this energy to go into my first house and like help me kind of get that bump. Um, And then that wraps up the month. So there's one transit that's kind of starting towards the end of the month, but it really doesn't go direct until... It's really not exact until July 1st. Um, So I'm going to save that. But yeah, yeah. We will save that for July. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Remember, all of the dates and timestamps are, or all the dates are below in the show notes. So if you are driving or listening to this at leisure and you, there's something you wanted, you know, a date or something, I wrote, I have all the dates and then kind of a brief description of what they are, maybe to jog your memory. So keep this handy. You know, I screen for even for myself, I screenshot the show notes and like kind of just refer back and like when I'm kinda and just notice like, okay, this has been kind of a funky day. Oh, okay, yeah, this was when that Mercury square Neptune. Oh, okay, that's why. Okay, how how oh yeah, how did she tell me to use this energy? Like prepare for it. That's what this forecast is for. It's not just here, like I know a lot of times when I listen to forecast, I get like stressed and I'm like, oh God, what's gonna happen? But I've started to look more at it is like, what can I do with that energy that I know is coming? So, and how can I prepare for energy that I know is coming so that I am using it for my highest involvement and asking. And some of the, you're not gonna feel every single transit because every single transit doesn't affect, and you're gonna feel different ones at different times. So if you're curious about that what this looks like, any of this looks specifically for your chart, please book a reading with me. I would love to get to meet you, chat, look at your chart, spend a spend a little over an hour just gabbing and all the astrology stuff. You can book that using the link in the show notes. Um if you like this episode, please, please, please rate and review and share an episode with your favorite with your favorite friend. <laughs> share a favorite episode with a friend you can uh share it on social media that's a really great way if you want to help me support this podcast is just sharing it um, and support the work that i do tag me please 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 i'm at victoria g stevens on instagram a reminder that the podcast and my personal instagram have been combined so i no longer am posting on i speak human podcast i'm solely posting on victoria g stevens so follow there for podcast updates updates um and some other great astro content i hope you guys have a fantastic tuesday and enjoy the month of june if you have any suggestions for the show or would like to be a guest on the podcast yourself please don't hesitate to reach out i'm always looking to connect to new people and with that have a great day bye